The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Hello and welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here, and this is our All 32 series, the series where we catch you up with insiders and give you the need-to-know information on every NFL team. Today we're covering the Jacksonville Jaguars. I say Jaguars, but we'll say it properly for Pete Prisco here today because we've got Prisco with us, senior NFL columnist for CBSSports.com and a former beat reporter for the Jags. Uh, Prisco, it's always such a pleasure when you join us. We appreciate having you. By the way, I say Jaguars too. And I say, no, you say, no, wait, you say you Jag. Say no, 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 no. Katie says Jaguars. So do I. Jaguars. What? How? You yeah. lived in Jacksonville. How's that is, possible? Because that's an up north thing, I think. Uh, maybe is, so. This is a great moment for me. It's me, Brady Quinn, and now Pete Prisco. I'm sorry, and Jaguars. John Breach. Is the, so and John, John Breach. Is, a it's the way it's pronounced. It's the way it's <laughs> I pronounced. Never, I word. never said Jaguars. I Jaguars. Said Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. No. By the way, worse. Catherine, are you aware that um, my mom's whole family is from Jacksonville? And so when I started working oh. at CBS, they're all like, oh, my God, you work with that Prisco guy because <laughs> Pete was doing yeah. local radio <laughs> at the time. They're like, tell that Prisco guy he's a real jerk. <laughs> by, the, by the way, I am still on in the market. I'm on on Monday nights during the football season starting in two weeks with Tony Baselli. We've been nice. doing it for – Hall of for, Famer, uh, Tony Baselli. Yes, we've been doing that show with uh, – me, Tony, and J.P. Shadwick, we've been doing it now for, I think, six years on Monday night. Wow. So we'll start in a couple weeks, yeah. That's awesome. Um, it's a nice reminder that uh, football's back. Couldn't be more excited. Yeah, seven more weeks. Oh, God. <laughs> seven more weeks? I'm going out next week for training camp. I, no, I know, dude. Football's back. Uh, it happened yeah. very quickly. 2022 Jaguars might be the best example, Pete, of mm. with the 2022-2021, I guess. The coaching matters in the NFL. Uh, they went three and 14 with the worst record in football for the second straight year with Urban Meyer, as we've discussed on this podcast, inarguably the worst hire in professional football history. And then they fire off nine and eight last year with competent coaching. Um, it's got to be the most stark contrast in terms of 
a switch from one coach to another in, in recent history, right? Well, there have been Meyer years. You know, you've heard stories that have leaked out of there. Multiply them by 100. That's how bad it Ugh. was. I mean, there's even more stories. You keep hearing them over and over again, just how bad it was. It was terrible. He was in way over his head, had no idea what he was doing, treated those players like they were children. It was just a bad environment. Then you get a pro in there like Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl, but more than that, played the league and understands what it takes to coach NFL players. And that was the biggest difference. And so you saw that across the board with the way the guys played, but more than that, the way they handled their business. You know, the first year they threw Trevor Lawrence out there every single week to meet the media to kind of discuss the problems going on with the team. He was insane. Insane. They killed that kid, and yet he stood up to it and handled it. And, and that's why he's a pro's pro. And and now he's a pro's pro being coached by a really good staff, and particularly a head coach, Doug Peterson, is very good. Well, let's get into Trevor Lawrence a little bit further here. Coming off of his breakout season, a.k.a. one year without Urban Meyer, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is 15-1 to one to win MVP. He's ranked highly on your top 100 NFL players list. What is the ceiling for Trevor Lawrence this year? MVP. And I'm, all, I'm already on record. I was on our air last week. I, I did a video for it a couple about a month ago that Ruben wanted to make go viral. I'm picking Trevor Lawrence to win the MVP. And there's reasons why. And here are the reasons. Okay. The Jacksonville schedule is awful when you look at it from, from a team opposition standpoint. They will play four definite games in their own division against rookie quarterbacks maybe five, maybe six, depending on what happens in Tennessee. They get Bryce Young, who's a rookie quarterback. They get Desmond Ritter, who didn't play. They get Baker Mayfield, who's on a resurgence tour. They get Derek Carr, who we know how he, he handles himself in big games. Uh, he will wilt in moments. <laughs> I know the Carr family will probably block me for saying that. Welcome to the that's club, happened. pal. <laughs> yeah, that's happened in the past. So the reality is the schedule is so favorable for them this year yeah they have some tough out of division games you know they play the Chiefs and the Bills but they got a break against Buffalo they get instead of going to play the Bills up there they get to play them in London by staying there for a week so the schedule's favorable that I think they're gonna end up with the one seed it doesn't mean they're the best team in the AFC it's just when you look at the other teams look at the Jets and the and the Bills and the Dolphins all in one division the, the North might be the best division of all of them with the Bengals, the Browns, who I think are, have a talented roster. If Watson's better, they're going to be good. And the Ravens with new offensive coordinator. And then you get the Steelers. If Pickett's good, they're going to be good. Then you go out West, Chiefs, Chargers. I think the Broncos will be better with Sean Payton. So you look at the division, they should have the one seed. And if they have the one seed, Trevor Lawrence is going to put up big numbers, uh, even more so than a year ago. And that's why I think he's going to win the MVP. You see that split there, and look, I, I I love it. I mean, I I'm I'm uh, for Thursday. I've got a way too early MVP or I mean MVP uh, bet column, and I did like you know picked one favorite and one mid range and one long shot. And Lawrence was the favorite the favorite that I picked out of that group of like twenty five or, or shorter because you're getting, I think it's actually up to sixteen to one now. It, it moved like this morning maybe at Caesars a little bit. Well, Lamar he and Lamar flipped I think, um, but you know, right in that 15, 15 to one range right, and it's like. With that schedule, like knowing, like he, like you have to win the division to win MVP, and it's it's just it's just harder to predict who's going to win the other divisions outside of the Chiefs just being dominant. The the splits on the win loss. I know like Lawrence Lawrence played a lot better 
uh, in the second half of the season, no doubt about it. And that's you know getting used to the coaching. But is it is it any concern that they were like the two and six, three and seven? And they looked like the, you know it was like, well, this is a pretty disappointing team, even though Lawrence is playing okay. And then that resurgent second half of the season, like, th- do you think there's any fool's gold there uh, with, with this team? No, and here's why. One thing that we don't ever take account of in the NFL, and, and I'm talking about the media as a whole, growth from year one to year two of players, growth from year two to year three of players, growth from year three to year four. Now you're in your window where those guys are all getting better. We discount that. Teams don't go out and sign free agents. They say, well, how are they going to get better? Well, you're going to get better because guys are going to get better. They're in this system for a year. They were learning a new system last year. So they will be better as a group. A lot of young players on that team. So one more year for every one of them, they will all be better or they all should be better. And I think that's the biggest difference with that team. When you talk about people that will be better, you know, there was one person that was absent last year, and that was Calvin Ridley, um, who is expected to have a huge impact this year on the offense. How much do you think that Ridley will um, impact Lawrence's progression this season? Big time. Uh, You know, and I remember at the Combine talking with some of the Jaguar people, and they told me this is before he showed up to their facility because he wasn't allowed there. They had heard reports that he was running 23 miles an hour on the treadmill and he was in unbelievable shape. Well, he gets there and he was in unbelievable shape and they were raving about him. Now he tweaked his hammy a little bit, but he's 100% for training camp. He is going to add a dynamic dimension to the offense. That's the number one wide receiver. He was a number one wide receivers last year in Atlanta. Uh, the last full year in Atlanta. And remember, he had the one year where he missed time because of off the field stuff. And then he came back and he was suspended. But the bottom line is this is a number one wide receiver. He's 28 years old. He's in the prime of his career. And what he does, he will open up Kirk in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. even more so to get one-on-one matchups. And then you get the one-on-ones on the outside with, with Jones who can fly and Ingram will get more one-on-one. So all of a sudden you look at the passing game they should be significantly better because of Ridley. I think Ridley's going to have a monster year and he's going to open it up everything else for everybody else. Well, and I think too, like that's kind of the key is that if, if you tell me that a team has Christian Kirk is your one and Zay Jones is your two. And then like a gadget guy, like Jamal Agnew and then Evan Ingram at tight end. I'm like, all right, that's, oh, that's pretty, that's, that's fine. It's pretty good. But if you tell me Kirk's your two and Zay Jones is your three, and all of a sudden, like, and you've got Evan Ingram in there, like that, I mean, the Jaguars are kind of stacked at pass catcher. And ETN's going to be a much better receiver the second, because you know, he was a rookie last year, technically. Remember, he missed yeah. the beginning, he missed the season. So remember, remember when Urban Meyer better. wanted to, Urban Meyer was like, yeah, he's going to be a, the per- Percy Harvin. And ETN was like, I didn't really even like catching passes in college. <laughs> but he's going to be good at it, though. And they're going to use him, and they're creative in the way they get him the football. So, the passing game will be much better. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Trevor Lawrence understands the offense better. You saw that as he progressed at the end of last season. He started to understand where to go. Now, the Chargers got him in the first half. They did some things that they didn't do in the first meeting and, and kind of surprised him a little bit. But you saw how he, he evolved in the second half and picked things up. And I think that's the guy you're going to see. And that offense with Ridley will be really explosive. I think they're going to put up a bunch of points. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll ask Pete about the Jaguars' offensive line. Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So Cam Robinson suspended Pete, and that means Walker Little to the left side, Anton Harrison, the first-round pick this year, uh, which is, by the way, it's so weird seeing the Jaguars with not a top-five pick. Like, so they've had like two in like the last 10 years. Uh, but Harrison slots in uh, on, on the right side, I would assume. Is this is that a not like can can Jaguar can the Jaguars feel okay? Can Jacksonville feel okay about Lawrence being protected behind that offensive line? Well, Walker Little played last year. Remember, Robinson yep. got hurt and he played well at left tackle yes. last year. He was miscast at right tackle during training camp. He supposedly was competing with Jawan Taylor at right tackle. Didn't play as well, and Jawan Taylor went off and had a great year, and then got paid by the Chiefs. Well, now fast forward to this year where Little played at left tackle when Robinson went down last year and played really well, and I think he's their left tackle of the future. Harrison's a big physical player. I think he can get by playing right tackle. You know, rookie's going to have some struggles at right tackle or left tackle wherever he plays. That's just the nature of the beast, but he's good enough. So what happens when Cam Robinson comes back? He comes back in week game five, which is Buffalo, which mm, means mm. he's going to have to join his teammates in England. Because they already have been there the week before. Oh, my God. So does he fly to Buffalo and, I mean, to England and play against the Bills and you put him right in at left tackle? Here's the other thing in that whole equation. He's due to make, I think, I think they can save a bunch of cat, $16 million or something next year to let him go. So if Little and Harrison are playing really well in the first four games of the season, what do you do? Do you make that change? Do you put Robinson in? There's some thought you put Robinson in at left tackle and move little to left guard. I probably would have done it the other way, even though Robinson would complain about it the entire time. I think you could do it the other way. But I think if little's playing well at left tackle, why take him out of there? That would make no sense to me. So I do think there's some other factors at play as to see what happens when Robinson does get back. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Pete, when you look at the defense, all right, the Jags defense ranked 26th in football outsiders DVOA and very poorly against the pass, although top 10 against the run in several traditional metrics. Who needs to break out in 2023 for this defense to be upper echelon? They need to sack the quarterback, period. End of story. Uh, They didn't do it. Think about that. They have a top 10 pick in Josh Allen. They have a number one overall pick in Trayvon Walker, and they didn't get to the quarterback last year. Mm. That has to change. They have to be better. Now, some guys are already saying in Jacksonville they think they can combine for 25 sacks. If those two combine for 25 sacks, they're going to be playing deep into the postseason, maybe in the Super Bowl. But they need to get up. One of them has to get double digits. The other one has to get seven, eight, nine. You have to be in that vicinity, at least you know, 21, 22 sacks. I think they have to get to that level. Walker was a tough physical player in year one. 
didn't have any pass rush moves. He'd run right in smack dab into the middle of the tackle's stomach. It was just bad. But that's what you do. Year one, you go and play on your physical abilities. Year two, you start using your moves and your techniques. And I think he's going to be a better inside pass rusher this year in some situations. Allen's in a contract year, so he's going to play for his money. He's going to go out there and play hard. Here's the other thing. Devin Lloyd was just his head was spinning all year long. He, you can watch tape and see Aluakon, the other linebacker, lining him up almost on every play. So he played slow. He didn't play fast, and he's a fast player. Well, this year, he's going to understand the defense better. They will rush him more. He will be more involved in the pass rush. So I think their pass rush will be better for a variety of reasons. It has to be better. All right, let's talk some gambling. Specifically, Pete. Most regular season wins. This is one that's a little bit off the radar. Actually, I thought the numbers would be better. Uh, Jaguars are 14 to 1 to have the most regular season wins this year. Ooh. Any thoughts on that? I think that's a good bet because of the Ooh. schedule. I mean, you, you could look at the people will say, well, what about the Eagles division? I think there's good teams in that division. I think that's a tough division. I will be astounded if the Eagles win as many games as they did a year ago. Um, you know, you look at the NFC North because we went through the AFC division, the NFC North. You're talking about teams that are all about the same. You know, everybody's on the Lions. They got to learn how to win. You know, they, that's a team that they don't know how to win. They have to learn how to win. That's hard to do. Hmm. Big games, and, you know, I always say it. You got to learn how to win close games. You got to learn how to win big games. You got to learn how to win big games in December. And you have to learn how to win big games in the postseason. They haven't done any of it. So I think that's something to keep an eye on for, for the Lions. And then out West, you know, if San Francisco fixes that quarterback situation, if Purdy is what everybody thinks he is, and I mean, we're racing that real quick, but if everybody <laughs> thinks he's going to be a star player, then the Niners could, could you know, be the team that wins the most games in the NFC. But there's a lot of ifs there. I think Jacksonville's schedule makes them a good bet to win the most games in, in the entire league. All right, so we know that you like a Trevor Lawrence to win MVP at 15-1. to 1. Trevor Lawrence to have the most regular season passing yards – also 15 to one, his uh, passing yards prop for the season, 3,950 and a half, 26 and a half touchdowns. How are you going to play Lawrence futures? He's over on the touchdowns. I think he's going to get in, in the, in the high thirties, mid thirties to high. Th I think he's throwing 36, 37. Uh, I think that's so an way easy over. over. Yeah. I think it's an easy over the yards. I think you'll go over the yards. I don't think he's going to, you know, maybe, yeah, he'll probably crush that too. 4,500. They're going to be a pass-happy team that scores a lot of points, in large part for some of the reasons we talked about on defense. Until that group can prove that they can stop people consistently, you're going to have to outscore them. So I think that's going to play into all his numbers going over the totals. By the way, the other the other one for the Jaguars, 10-1 to 1 to, be the to be the number one seed in the AFC. Mm. And that's a good bet. I mean, seriously. Because you take the Eagles, the, you take the Niners out of it, you don't have to worry about the NFC with the best record anymore. Right. Right. So you take 10 to one. And again, we go back to their division. The division is, you know, four games automatically against rookie quarterbacks Four, and it might be five. It might be six. Cause they, when do they play the Titans? What week is and I think midway through the season, then late in the season, I think it is. So if Ryan Tannehill is not playing well, that could be Will Levis by then. Mm. And, and so you might get six games against it. And I don't know, do you have their schedule up? I got I don't have it right in front of me, but I think they play, the Titans a little bit, one's late, I think. And then there's one like, what, November, end of October, middle of October, I think. They get the Titans um, on 
at home November 19th, and then uh, at Tennessee, final week of the season in week 18. So, so, January. so that could conceivably That's be more than less. likely Levis, unless it's like, uh, unless the Titans are in the race for the division. Correct. If they're out of the division and Tannehill is not playing well, they're going to move on. And Levis is going to be the quarterback. So you could get six games in the division against rookie quarterbacks. Might be Malik Willis. Yeah. No, it won't be. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> no, you're, be. we know that you're hammering the over on touchdown passes for Trevor Lawrence. Interestingly, when I look at Calvin Ridley and his uh, regular season touchdowns, it's at five and a half with the under juice to 140. Is that a little disrespectful there for Calvin Ridley? Yeah, he's going to get seven or eight, nine. That, that's a little disrespectful. I don't think he's going to get 10 or 11, 12, but I think he's going to get seven, eight, nine. So, yeah, that, that definitely a little disrespectful. Uh, I think he's going to go – what's his catches? I, I think he's going to get 75 to 85, and he's going to have 1,300 yards. That's what I think he's going to oh, get. Oh, because his, his, his yardage line, 875 and a half, so going well so over that. And then he's over going on over his- that. that. I think they're discounting him. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand that at all. And, and, and then yet you probably go over and look at Hopkins' numbers in Tennessee – and they're probably right in the same area, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Hopkins okay. is probably, yeah, yeah, that's probably about right. I'd much rather have Ridley than Hopkins. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I think I'd probably rather have Ridley than Hopkins just like straight up. <laughs> You'd rather have like- Ridley's, a better play- Ridley's a better player than Hopkins right now. He's um, a better player. ETN, rushing yards, total 925 and a half. Really, 875 and a half, by the way. We just popped it up there. And ETN's uh, regular season touchdown over, uh, over under six and a half. The under is minus 150. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're betting that, you don't necessarily want to, like, if you're betting the Trevor Lawrence over passing touchdowns, you got to be a little careful about betting the over on Travis Etienne rushing touchdowns because hmm. you know they're going to cannibalize each other a bit there. But um, not that's only that, couple. Bigsby Bigsby's going to come in there and get some short yardage carries as well. Oh, he's really? A, he's a physical. He's a physical player, and they had problems. That was one of the problems of the offense last year was short yardage situations. So I think you're going to see Tank Bigsby take away some of those touchdowns as well. All right, that's going to uh, do it for us today. Pete, thank you so much for joining us. We know that you are a busy man. You can find Pete's articles on CBSSports.com and also as an analyst on CBS Sports HQ. Stay tuned for more from our All 32 series with daily drops in your podcast feed and on YouTube. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on this video. Um, And thank you for speaking Jaguars with us today, Pete. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks, Pete. (laughs) You got it.